Hey, Macabre Mob, it's Shelby. And Courtney. And this is going to be the first of many, many stories. <laughs> I've mentioned it before, uh, back when Jill DeRay, mm-hmm. the Bluebeard story I did. I said that I really wanted to do the Grimm's Fairy Tales, mm-hmm. and then I got that collector set and stuff. So... We figured it would be a good time to read y'all the stories and let Courtney react to the stories. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know about Grimm's fairy tales, right? Kind of, sort of. So, they were a couple of brothers that traveled all around the lands and stuff, and they gathered a bunch of different stories that, you know, originally were just oral stories. Told by mouth. That That's what oral is. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so they they got all these collections together. I believe their first book was published in 1812, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But there's been several editions over the year, and then stories have been changed, and a lot of them actually got changed and fit Disney movies. Hmm. So, the first story I've got is The Frog King, or... Iron Henry. Iron Henry. Okay. In old times, when wishing still helped one... Damn. (laughs) (laughs) It already is. (laughs) When wishing still helped one. Shit, okay. It's pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) There lived a king whose daughters were all beautiful, but the youngest was so beautiful that the sun itself, which has seen so much was astonished when it shone on her face. Oh my god. It took me a second actually reading that to see what it was saying. Yeah. Close by the king's castle lay a great dark forest, and under an old lime tree in the forest was a well. And when the day was warm, the king's child went out into the forest and sat down by the side of the cool fountain. And when she was dull, she took a golden ball and threw it high up and caught it. And this ball was her favorite plaything. You're looking at me funny. It, this is an old story. They don't have a lot to play with. I know, but I'm talking. I, I gave you that face when it said when she started looking dull, and I'm like, I'm assuming whenever she got bored, when she was when she was dull. So I guess when she was bored, I'm thinking she would depressed. start playing with the ball. So now, okay. <laughs> So one does. Yeah. (laughs) Now, it so happened that on one occasion, the princess's golden ball did not fall into the little hand which she was holding up for it, but it fell onto the ground beyond and rolled straight into the water. The king's daughter followed it with her eyes. Oh no. But it vanished. And the well was deep, so deep that the bottom could not be seen. On this, she began to cry. Aww. She cried louder and louder. She could not be comforted. And as she thus lamented, someone said to her, What? (laughs) (laughs) And as she thus lamented, someone said to her, What ails thee, king's daughter? So I'm assuming whenever she came up to someone... I, I may have to Google some words here and there. May? <laughs> I'm trying to find it in here so I can see what the fuck you're seeing. And as... <laughs> he 
need a skill of me. <laughs> and as she thus lamented. Pause, Google. Okay, lamented. So lamented is being really sad about something. Yeah, the way I took it is she's grieving over the loss of her toy or her ball. Her ball. Her, her ball. ball. So as she thus lamented, someone said to her, What ails thee, king's daughter? Thou weepest so that even a stone would show pity. She looked round to the other side from whence the voice came and saw a frog stretching forth its thick, ugly head from the water. Damn. Ah! Old water splasher! Water oh, splasher! Oh, Sorry, I, that, that one. Ah, old water splasher! Is it thou? She said. I am weeping for my golden ball, which is falling into the well. Well, you probably shouldn't call him a water splasher then. <laughs> That's just rude. Yeah, because he was concerned for her. Uh, yeah, like that. Or trying to console her. Be quiet and do not weep, answered the frog. I can help thee. But what wilt thou give me if I bring thy plaything up again? Whatever mm. thou wilt have, dear frog, she said. My clothes, my pearls, and my jewels, and even the golden crown which I'm wearing. So I mean, she must really love this. That's ball. what I was just about to say. She really loves this ball. Damn. Is the, this what the eighteen hundreds of it all? I have nothing else to entertain myself except well, this I, golden ball, and I must hold on to it. <laughs> the frog answered. I do not care for thy clothes, thy pearls, and jewels, or thy golden crown. Damn. But if thou wilt love me, and let me be thy companion and playfellow, and sit there by thee at thy little table, and eat off thy little golden plate, and drink out of thy little cup, and sleep in thy little bed, if thou wilt promise me this, I will go down below, and I will bring thee thy golden ball up again. First of all, he really sees the value she sees in this ball because he's like, the only way I'm going to get this is if you're with me. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, and that's why I'm looking at the face that I'm making with Jonathan. They can't see it, but I'm just like, that. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if I want the ball that bad. <laughs> well, oh yes, she said. I promise thee all thou wishes. Vicious thirsty for this ball. If thou will but bring me my ball back. Yeah, she really wants the ball. She, however, thought, Oh, the silly frog does talk. He lives in the water with other frogs and croaks, and can be no companion to any human being. But the frog, when he had... She's shallow as she, fuck. Well, I mean... First of all, if I had a talking frog, <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be sitting there talking to it. I, th I think so. <laughs> I think of Michigan J. Hello, my darling. <laughs> Hello, my darling. Hello, Hello my, my baby. Time Hello, gal. my ragtime gal. <laughs> yeah, no, this, uh... Well, I guess he's as charming as Michigan J. <laughs> but, yeah. But the frog, when he had received this promise, put his head into the water and sank down, and a short while came swimming up again with the ball in his mouth, and he threw it on the grass. I guess he would spit it out on the grass. <laughs> the king's daughter was so delighted to see her pretty plaything once more and picked it up and ran away with it. Wait, Bitch wait, why? said the frog. Take me with thee. 
I can't run as thou can. But what did it avail him to scream his croak, croak after her as loudly as he could? She did not listen to it, but she ran home. And she soon forgot the poor frog, who was forced to go back into his well again. Poor frog. That is shitty. Poor Michigan J. She just, he like, went down there and got her favorite ball. And she's a bye bitch. Yeah, (laughs) (sighs) The next day, when she had seated herself at table with the king and all the court... Courtiers? The next day, when she had seated herself at table with the king and all the courtiers, I, I guess courtiers, that's all the people in the court, okay, <laughs> and was eating from her little golden plate, something came creeping, splish splash, splish splash, and I creep, yeah, <laughs> up on the marble staircase. And when it had got to the top, it knocked at the door and cried, Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. She ran to see who was outside, but when she opened the door, there sat a frog in front of it. Damn. (laughs) She then slammed the door to, in great haste, sat down to dinner again, and was quite frightened. (laughs) The king saw plainly that her heart was beating violently and said, My child, what art thou so afraid of? Is there perchance a giant outside who wants to carry thee away? Oh no, she replied. It is no giant, but a disgusting frog. (laughs) What does a frog want with thee? Ah, dear father, yesterday I was in the forest sitting by the well, playing my golden ball fell into the water, and because I cried so, the frog brought it out to me again. And because he insisted, I promised him he should be my companion, but I never thought he would be able to come out of his water. And now he's outside there, and and he wants to come in to me. (laughs) What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I gotta breathe. He wants to come into me. Look, it, that's really what it says. <laughs> hey, and now he's out. Now he is outside there and wants to come into me. So I mean, she's not really wrong. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> In the meantime, it knocked a second time and cried, Princess, young princess, open the door for me. Dost thou not know what thou said to me yesterday by the cool waters of the fountain? Princess, youngest princess, open the door for me. Then the king said, That which thou hast promised must thou perform. Go and let him in. Oh, shit. Well, I mean, he's kind of right. If you promise something, you follow through. True. She went... She went and opened the door, and the frog hopped in and followed her step by step to her chair. Then he sat still and cried, Lift me up beside thee. She delayed until, at last, the king commanded her to do it. When the frog was once on the chair, he wanted to be on the table. And when he was on the table, he said, Now, push thy little golden plate nearest to me, that we may eat together. I mean, he is kind of clingy already. Kinda. (laughs) She did this, but it was easy to see that she did not do it willingly. I mean, I get that. I wouldn't share my food either. Sorry. Honestly, this is like me dating a man anyway. I'm like, I hang out with you for a little while. Oh my god, it is. It's so nice. You're the stuck up princess bitch. (laughs) 
and then they want to come to my house. <laughs> and and you're like, I promised you what? And no. I'm like, I didn't promise you this shit. Get away from me. You can't <laughs> knock on my door and demand that I, you know, share my food with you or my bed with you. Go home. <laughs> Go home, Roger. <laughs> Some poor guy listening is going to be named Roger, and he's going to be like, what did I do? (laughs) The frog enjoyed what he ate, but almost every mouthful she took choked her. At length, he said, I have eaten, and I am satisfied. Now, I'm tired. Carry me into thy little room, and make thy little silken bed ready, and we will both lie down and go to sleep. He's demanding. He is very demanding. I mean, I get that he got the ball, but damn, you offered. I'd be like, sit your little green ass down and shut the fuck up. <laughs> or I squish you. We well, play Frogger. The king's daughter began to cry, for she was afraid of the cold frog, which she did not like to touch. And which Plus was they piss on you. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? <laughs> and which was now to sleep in her pretty, clean little bed. But the king grew angry and said. He who helped thee when thou went in trouble ought not afterwards to be despised by thee. English, please. What? Okay, so, English. It took me a second. But it's saying that he helped you when you were in trouble, so you you can't despise him afterwards. That's fucked up. Gotta follow through with what you said you were gonna do. So, she took hold of the frog with two fingers. (laughs) (laughs) He's picking him up like this. (laughs) She really don't like this frog. (laughs) She took hold of the frog with two fingers, carried him upstairs, and put him in a corner. Me with a man. Go to sleep in the corner. Go away. (laughs) (laughs) I told you to go home, Roger. (laughs) (laughs) But when she was in bed, he crept to her and said, I am tired. I want to sleep with thou as well. Lift me up or I will tell thy father. Damn, he going straight to Pops. Then she was terribly angry and took him up and threw him with all her might against the wall. Now, thou wilt be quiet, odious frog, she said. <laughs> she really mad at this frog. <laughs> but when he fell down, he was no frog, but a king's son with beautiful, kind eyes. He, by her father's will, was now her dear companion and husband. Then he told her how he had been bewitched by a wicked witch and how no one could have delivered him from the well but herself, and that tomorrow they would go together into his kingdom. Then they went to sleep, and the next morning when the sun awoke, a carriage came driving with eight white horses, which had white ostrich feathers on their heads, and were harnessed with golden chains and stood behind the young king's servant, Faithful Henry. Faithful Henry had been so unhappy when his master was changed into a frog that he had caused three iron bands to be laid round his heart, lest it should burst with grief and sadness. This king's servant is really faithful. It sounds like it. He's like Like three iron bands to be laid round his heart, lest it burst with grief and sadness, because he's... Okay. The carriage was to conduct the young king into his kingdom. Faithful Henry helped them both in and placed himself behind again and was full of joy because of this deliverance. And when they had driven a part of the way, the king's son heard a cracking behind him as if something had broken. So he turned around and cried, Henry, the carriage is breaking. No, master, it's not the carriage. It is the band from my heart which was put there in my great pain when you were a frog and imprisoned in the well. Again, 
And once again, while they were on the way, something cracked. And each time, the king's son thought the carriage was breaking. But it was only the bands which were springing from the heart of faithful Henry because his master was set free and happy. Damn. The end. Okay, the moral of the story originally was to not judge people on appearance. Mm -hmm. I ain't dating a frog. (laughs) And I ain't dating a frog that's demanding me do stuff. I feel like it's my cat Mo, because Mo likes to cuddle all the time and likes to be near my face when I'm laying down or if I'm even sitting. He likes to, well, he'll do it to any of you, or, you know, he does it to Tina, really, too, Mm -hmm. how he rubs his face on her. There's times I've woken up to him, like, right, and, like, we make eye contact when I open up my eyes, and he's just looking at me like, I'm just so happy that you're cuddling (laughs) with me. And... <laughs> I had made the joke that sometime in my sleep, I toss him off the bed because I'm like, you know, he wakes me up and it scares me, and then I just like knee jerk reaction, just throw him. And so I said, what am I gonna do one day if the cat evolves into some, you know, uh, <laughs> some rich prince? <laughs> you know, I'm a little confused about Faithful Henry though. I didn't really see where he came into play too much. I think he. But was... now I get the name Iron Henry. He was because so, of the 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 iron bands on his. He was heart, so faithful to the the prince, prince king. He was faithful to the king, the king, and that's who the frog was, too, right? Oh yeah, he was serving it. Yeah, it, it's just weird that he would. I don't know. That's weird. I don't see how that fits into the moral of the story. Serving him or being happy set him free. Yeah, and he was happy because the prince was happy. He was happy because 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 the the prince, the the king, was free. The king's king's son. Yeah. So as a prince. Well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, king's son. He just wants somebody to be happy, so he was happy because everybody's happy. I guess I don't know. That's weird. (laughs) But that is the first of Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah. Um. That was interesting because I was some of it, uh, like the language. I was just kind of like. English, Look, I please. had a little trouble reading it. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm sorry. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. And got a good laugh out of us. Because I know I did. It and was... don't forget the moral is supposed to be, don't judge people on their appearance. Yes. Get this, to know the person. This is Shelby's macabre morals. However, in macabre morals. <laughs> however, don't don't put up with someone being that clingy and obsessive and demanding right off the bat. Oh, yeah, facts. That's a little Boundaries weird. Boundaries are a thing. But I guess back in the day, you know, men ruled, so I guess they still do, but... Mm-hmm. But, you know, I... Anyways, that's my cob morals. I like it. Yep. Bye, guys. See ya. All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylan, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Did this episode make you say, What the fuck?